All right, good folks. We're back here for another episode of the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast because it's Thursday. It's what we do uh, today uh, or tonight. We're going to be talking about the road into Elimination Chamber. But more importantly, what does that road out of Elimination Chamber look like? And there has been rumors swirling around with CM Punk. And is this a good or bad thing for what may be timely for an AEW star to kind of step up? We're going to be recapping a lot of the things we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. All that and more tonight on the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. Let's get started, folks. Another episode of the Big Go Boat Wrestling Podcast coming to you live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on all of our social medias if you want to catch that video content. But if not, the next day, cool. We got you on all audio podcast platforms, all of them, the following day. It is your host, Nigeria, alongside of Jamal and Will. They're also the host, too. So it's all three of us here to talk what we do each and every week. Gentlemen, how you, how's it going? <laughs> uh, pretty good. Pretty good. It's a little bit of going on this weekend, I understand. A little bit of something, right? Montreal's going to be uh, having a lot going on in the next 48 hours. And I guess some other places, too, because there's it's a holiday weekend, kind of, sort of, with a yeah. President's Day. And it seems like there is a lot of wrestling all over the place happening yeah. this weekend. I won't even lie. This holiday kind of snuck up on me. I wasn't even aware we were uh, going to be having a holiday, a means of not being uh, not having to go to work this Monday. Um, but yeah, you know, who could, who couldn't use a day off? I sure as hell, sure as hell can. <laughs> um, but yeah, folks, uh, we're live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is February 16th. Hopefully you all had an amazing Valentine's Day weekend and was filled with love. Or maybe you just chilled and just did your own thing. Who knows? But either way, hopefully you had a good weekend. Thank you for everybody joining us tonight live, as I mentioned catch the video stream live on all of our social media uh which includes twitch youtube and twitter live all right so as you mentioned a lot of things going on this weekend yeah we're talking about elimination chamber however we are talking about montreal which we have a smackdown and then we have a pay-per-view and i mean you know when you talk about fight cities and whatnot yeah we have new york we have vegas but i think montreal definitely is a city that's reputable for the, the same identity that we sort of slap vegas and uh and 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 uh, new york with like when you when you say an event's happening in montreal you you sort of get a feel that it's a big deal but beyond that whether you think that or not it is sort of a big deal as wwe is getting ready to have uh one of their 
uh, major pay-per-views, uh, especially in terms of gimmick pay-per-views with the Elimination Chamber, which will feature the main event of Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. What's the big deal here? Well, one, Sami Zayn is nuclear hot right now in terms of being a babyface, and Roman Reigns is doing the best in the business in terms of being a heel. Um, and if that wasn't good enough, Sami Zayn being from is he actually from montreal montreal quebec canada yeah okay cool so he's at his hometown and uh with that uh because i know someone think because he's a canadian that means he's from that area but yeah he he comes back to his hometown with one of the biggest matches of his career and a storyline that's being built as you breaking up my family versus i'm going to destroy you in front of yours um mm-hmm. and, and then there's a lot of uncertainty here as to what's going to happen in this pay-per-view and we've talked about it you know in the previous weeks as i mentioned but i think what's the what's the focus of this conversation tonight is now that it's here now that of all the things that we had especially what happened in, in on raw this following weekend the question is not only what should happen but in terms of that night, but what needs to happen coming out of out of that night going forward? So, granted, whether there's a win or loss, whatever it may be, there still needs to be a tone that is set coming out of it. And all things Elimination Chamber, because this is not the only match that's happening, but obviously this is the mm-hmm. big storyline in all of professional wrestling. And I did enough talking, so Will, giving it to you, <laughs> <laughs> what's your thoughts about Elimination Chamber and even throwing SmackDown in there uh, coming this week? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a one-two punch. We got SmackDown tomorrow night. We got Elimination Chamber on Saturday. Back-to-back from Montreal. This is going to be a hell of a damn uh, two shows, I think. We, we, we're we just coming off Royal Rumble, which, you know, is always considered one of the biggest shows of the year. In a lot of ways, I think this is going to be just as nuts of a weekend. Because, like we said, they have the special environment this time around. We got Sami Zayn in his hometown, on his home turf, going against Roman Reigns. And they're already leaning into it, like you said. Roman's going to beat him up in front of his family, he's claiming. So they're getting, they're making it personal. It's going to be, a you know, as much as it's a title match, it's also a grudge match. I think it's going to be really damn interesting this weekend, how they play this out, the emotions they are going to play on, because, hell, we saw a lot of emotions at the end of the Royal Rumble between Jay Uso, between Sami Zayn, and everything with the bloodline starting to crumble. And all that stuff is still raw. All that stuff is still new. And just as much as we didn't know at the Royal Rumble where people stand, we still don't know now, really. And I think a lot of that's going to get settled this weekend, or at least we're going to get enough light to know, all right, this is where the pieces are as we start heading towards WrestleMania. But... My God, I mean, hell, it might also be kind of a celebration because as we stand here today, right now, we are at 900 days today of Roman Reigns as champion. Today marks 900. So he's getting close to that magical 1,000 number. (laughs) The only way that happens is he's got to get through this weekend and through WrestleMania. So there's there's a lot in play. And like I said, we haven't even touched the rest of the card. We got to talk about the, uh, the women's chamber that's going on and all other stuff. There's other stuff like that, but let, let, let's get Sammy and Roman and all that out of the way first. Cause that's the biggest piece of the pie for sure. Uh, crab get in here with, uh, some thoughts on things. Well, I, I think the most interesting part of elimination chamber is that the biggest match isn't the elimination chamber <laughs> yeah. and they're doing Absolutely. two of them. 
I, I would have liked to have seen the Elimination Chamber itself factor into this uh, Bloodline story, you know, somehow, some way. Uh, that's not what they're going to do. Um, and unfortunately, it definitely seems like this is just a, uh, you know, looking forward to, to WrestleMania. I really hope that Sammy's involved in WrestleMania in some capacity, but it really doesn't look like that's, you know, the smart money's on that. And it's, you know, it's kind of like, eh, I, I guess. Uh, but it will be interesting to see what happens there. As far as the other match, there's only five matches on the card, which is also interesting, too. I wonder how long this pay-per-view is going to go. Yeah. Um, I want, you know, obviously not compared it to the Royal Rumble, which has features two like 90 minute long segments anyway, which is a different problem. But I wonder, will this pay-per-view be under three hours? So it'll be. And, and and also, and then of course, there's the elephant in the room. It is in Montreal at the Bell Center. Will the hometown heroes of Sami Zayn from Laval, Quebec, Canada, and Kevin Owens from Marieville, you know, suburbs of Montreal, you know, how will they factor in? Will WWE actually send the crowd home happy, knowing damn well that you know, in a month later, we got WrestleMania around the corner? Um, it, it is an interesting prospect, but I, I do think that unfortunately, it doesn't look good for Sami Zayn, the way this thing has been building uh, because the elephant in the room is named Cody Rhodes. Um, so, and, and of course, Cody really doesn't have his uh, fingerprints on his pay-per-view yet because they can't be seen near each other. We talked about this last week. Um, you know, Cody, you know, is, it is what it is. I think, you know, but, and we just have to wait and see what happens, but I really am interested to see how they manage both aspects of it. You know, mm-hmm. you have, arguably the hottest baby face in a long time versus one of the biggest heels in a long time in the baby face's hometown yeah. of the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Yeah. They couldn't have drawn it up better <clears throat> if they tried. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a lot of factors here. Uh, one, let's go, let's go to raw real quick where we did have the, the moment that no one thought would be the moment where Sami Zayn does show up on raw to have a moment with Cody Rose. I will to, to give it to you here. What was sort of your thought about them booking this to happen and your reaction to after this segment happened? Well, as we had been talking about and as Jabal just mentioned, I was when they had him show up, I was like, "Oh no. Oh no, what the hell are they doing here?" I was like, "They are playing with fire putting these two together." That... Especially before the pay-per-view. That's the thing before the title match. That's what threw yeah. me off. If they weren't doing it after, it's like, what the hell is he doing here? Why is he calling out Cody Rhodes before yeah. he even has the title match? How does this figure in? And that's where it got weird. Because essentially what it turned into was Sami Zayn needed a pep talk from <laughs> Cody Rhodes, yeah. which is just a weird dynamic in my mind. Yeah. And that just threw me off as far as like, okay, you have him come out here. And they kind of have a mutual admiration thing going on. But then it turns into, I don't think I can beat him. I need you to tell me you think I can. Like I need to believe in myself. Help me out here, Cody. It's, and it's just it's, like, huh? It's, it's, a, excuse me, Will. Let me let me help yeah. you out here because, you, you know, you're, you're my brother here. But I, I just got just to let you know because it ain't Titus O'Neil. It ain't Shelton Benjamin. It ain't Mia Yim. <laughs> it ain't Cedric Alexander. It is Cody Christ that has to do the Black History Month prep talk this this month. So understood that Cody was exactly where he needed to be. Yes, the segment was weird, 
But we all know what Cody had done with the birth of his child. He ended he ended all racism, and this is exactly right to be in the moment. But honestly, honestly, it, all jokes aside, I, this is true fashion. Cody wrote. I think I think there may be a level of respect to Cody and him having a part in terms of where this story should go. These 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 pep talks and these moments from Cody. You you close your eyes and you just listen. You don't know what show you're watching because we've been hearing this from him from a long time. The Indies, That's true. AEW to now. It just makes sense that it had to just be at some point. Yeah, before the pay-per-view, super alarming, playing with fire. But hearing the live reports about this real quick, and I'll give it right back to you. Sammy got an incredible pop from what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. But, yes. but Cody got an incredibly long chant behind him. So the the divide is not here. It is really, really odd that the WWE universe has not picked sides because they pick sides about everything. It's incredibly weird that they are completely rooting for the both of them in two different fashions that I don't think anybody even had on their bingo card. They're like, oh, they're going to celebrate them both instead of just being a divide here. So with, with that being said, and even what you were just saying, like, this fire that they're kind of playing with here, do you by all means think they try this again? Because you know Cody can give us bars each and every week. <laughs> yeah, well, I would think after this weekend, the two of them will firmly be in different places and have different <laughs> things going on to where it won't be so much of an issue. It was just weird doing it before the pay-per-view because right now the elephant in the room is, hey, I have the WrestleMania title shot but you have the title shot this weekend and how that factors in if he were to, you know, if, if Sammy were to win in Montreal, how that changes the complexion of everything. In a lot of ways, it came across to me as like, yeah, Sammy needed a pep talk, but it was almost like he came to Raw looking for Cody's blessing. Of like, it, it's okay that I do. I'm, I'm taking this title shot before you, right? I know you won the Royal Rumble, but I got my own business with Roman Reigns. So, but hell, they pulled it off. The delivery was tremendous. It was a hell of a emotional promos from both of them. And people were eating it up. So, I mean, who am I to say? I mean, they're, they are walking a very thin line. And right yeah. now, people love the both of them. Hell, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We named the show it. They have a great problem right now. They have two red-hot baby faces. And they have a red hot monster heel. Maybe that's part of it that they have built Roman Reigns up so damn well over the last 900 days that people are just so, you know, see him as such a monster now that they're like, yeah, we do need two people. We do need two of these guys to be able to take him down. Maybe that's part of the thing. I don't know. But could be it up. So, hey, it's working. It's 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 classic heroes and villains storytelling. Jamal, to to you now, how do you book this? Like, Let's 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 get right down to it. How do you book this that night? And then what do you want to see happen Monday? Well, I, I've said it. I've said it before, and I say it again. Uh, I would make I would make Cody the biggest heel in wrestling. Um, and I, whether that's I'm sorry, problem, Elimination Chamber. How do you book that night? Sammy versus Roman. And then what do you want to happen Monday? Right. Uh, I would make Cody the biggest heel in wrestling. I would have him screw Sammy out of the uh, winning the championship. <laughs> okay. In Montreal, and have uh, because Sammy's not going to steal Cody's moment. It's not personal; it's just business, and that's the cut. That's the promo that he cuts on Raw. Because 
the matchup is WrestleMania versus, uh, I'm sorry, at WrestleMania, it is Roman versus Cody. That's the matchup. And, 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 and of course, um, after the promo with Paul Heyman, after the, um, you know, the, the legacy, the lineage and all that other stuff, the, you know, the bloodline versus the Royal family and all that good stuff that you want to call it. (laughs) Um, Sami Zayn doesn't factor into that equation. He can't factor into that equation. This is bigger than one man's petty squabbles with the bloodline. This is about wrestling history, and and Cody Rhodes is here to facilitate wrestling history. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> the long and short of it is is that Cody, by God, Rhodes is has come back to the WWE to establish and reestablish the, the Rhodes name in the in the company. And they're going to boo the bejesus out of him when he cuts that promo. Now, I know that's not a popular opinion because Cody said this, because wrestlers never lied before. And Cody said that because people don't know a work from a, from a shoot. Cool. I'm just saying what I personally would do because they have an opportunity. Because Roman's got to go. He's got to go for months. He may not show back up until Survivor Series. Take the summer off. But they need a heel that's going to replace Roman at that magnitude and Montreal and to do that in Montreal. Now I'm not calling on another Montreal screwdriver, but the bottom line is, is to do that in Montreal for, for Cody to talk about legacy and the lineage and all this other stuff. It's not about anything else, but that it's, he's justifiable in his actions, but it also, it's not what the hearts of the fans want. Yeah. The, there is a couple of things, and we're going to shift right after this. There's a couple of things that I think needs to be fulfilled in all of this. I a, a thousand percent agree that it is time for Roman Reigns to have a break. But much like AJ Styles, if your top person of your faction is gone, what do you do with the other ones? Which to me says you also have to give the Usos a break because it ain't going to work. If Roman's not there, which also means that Paul is going to need a break. And Solo Secor is going to have to have a break. So you have an issue where everybody has to lose the title. You still got the tag title issue, which to me, you need to address right now. I think what happens come this weekend is I think you have the complete flip of what happened with Kevin Owens. You have Roman Reigns get completely... Uh, Roman Reigns completely beat down Sammy and have Kevin come out to save him. And you have them, or what, somehow you have to work them into the tag team picture. You just have to. You have to have the focus change and whatnot. Um, and maybe you get all of them on the same page with Cody. By the way, I hear Cody is working house shows with the OC. Interesting yeah. here. <laughs> like, really interesting here. But beyond that, too, I don't think Cody wants to be a heel. But if it is a swerve that comes, I mean, geez. But also, to your point, Jamal, you lose the big monster heel. What is to come? But even, even a huge what do you replace him with as, as the big monster heel? Um, and, and, and like, you don't, I don't think you truly want to build a monster heel. I think you just, it, it just has to be somebody that just fits the shoes, which to your point, if Cody does what you say, there's no building. He's right there ready. Right there on the platter hot coming out like I know people and, don't and, and honestly, here, but I personally, my favorite version of Cody Rhodes is Cody the politician. 
from coming out there in a three-piece suit, cutting a 14-minute long promo about a ham sandwich. Yeah. And and and, and selling you. I mean, he, he could sell, you know, he can sell pork to an Orthodox Jew because yeah. that's what Cody Rhodes, the politician, does. And I don't think I don't know. Who, and again, I don't watch WWE, so I'm, I don't know if they have a guy that's waiting in the wings to take that over. I don't know if Ray Wyatt's ready yet. I don't think Brock is, is that guy right now, nor will he really ever be again, because it's kind of, you know, he's too cool to be booed now. Um, you know, Strowman yeah. ain't it. You know, I, I don't know who's that guy. Don't I don't know who they have. Don't do not think they have a true heel right now. Right. right. I mean, they just have a lot of guys that you either like or you don't like, but nobody yeah. that you really hate. Um, and as far as what happens to the bloodline, I think you know, I think that's a different question because I don't think they have to uh you know go away. I I, I really do think that it ain't it ain't working without Paul and Roman. You know, it ain't it ain't working without Paul and Roman. I think you can string that along for about a month. But I also think that this, if you're going to make a move with Solo, uh, Sokoa, for him to be the next man up, because the Usos are a package. But if you're going to make a move for him to be the next man up, if you're going to, if you're going to have him calling some other cousins, uh, you know, Jacob Fatu or somebody, I don't know, you know, just get a whole island dynasty, uh, you know, G.O.D. or whoever. I know they're Tongan, but but still, the idea is, you know, they can call in more recruits, build up the reserves. Right. Right. You know, it's not, you know, what happens? It, it 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 has to be a story of Roman is disappointed, he leaves. We have to build our legacy back up. I, I can see something like and that. They, and in they the, do in that. the meantime, oh. we do something, yeah. And they gone. do that, and then Roman comes back and he goes, What the hell is this? And yeah. This is honestly, uh, and if you guys are familiar, this is what happened when uh when Bucky was Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. you know, it, it did it. He he did his own thing. It wasn't, you know, what you thought it was. And then, and then Steve gets back there and goes, "Yo, no, nah, we we gotta." Yeah, also, <laughs> I'm just also, gonna take that back over now. Yeah, also, America wasn't really rocking with that too. Right. Um, um, so so you know, you know, we, we we're gonna be following this obviously after this week. We'll have a lot more to talk about next week, but we still got more to talk about the elimination chamber. And coming back right to you, Will, we do have the women's elimination chamber. Which doesn't have all the dramatics to it, but it definitely has some talkable points here. Um, so, what, what's your thoughts? Because obviously, the winner of this does then go to face Bianca Belair. Yes, this is for the Raw Women's Title. So, yeah, yeah. Well, let's do the little breakdown here. So, we got Carmella, who just recently returned. Natalia, of course, who's always around in these kind of things. Canada. Raquel, uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Yes. In Canada, so Natalia is going to have a a, a a buff plus three or something for that match <laughs> since she's and she's in Canada. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, who they still keep trying to do something with, Nikki Cross, yeah. Liv Morgan, and Asuka, who is a very different Asuka now since she returned at Royal Rumble. The biggest thing that jumps out at me, I would say, about the women's chamber is since Asuka has returned. She has just been a buzzsaw again. It's like she is reinvigorated and just looking tremendous. They have her beating everybody in sight so far, which who knows? That might be a red herring. It might just be that they're doing that to make you think she's just going to cut through everyone in the chamber and take on Bianca. Personally, I would like to see that. I would just like, to, I think her and Bianca would be a hell of a WrestleMania match, especially if you do it as Asuka's back. She's more like the old Asuka now, and she just, kills everybody have her hell that women's chamber could be a very damn short match and just have it the story be oscar destroys everybody or they may totally serve us and 
Oscar isn't going to be the one. And maybe I don't live. Live is really popular, but I can't see Liv and Bianca being a match they would do. That seems like it would just split the crowd. Please, oh please, don't put Raquel Rodriguez anywhere near that really? title match. I do not want to see that. No, not right now. Really, not right I'm, now. I mean, she. I mean, they they're saying she's the next one. You know, um, I think she we, had a good. We know they like the her, but since coming up to the main roster, she ain't working for me. She, right. there's something missing for her and i yeah, don't know but, what it is but she's just she's flat it ain't working. yeah yeah for sure she 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 looks the part but the gimmick still isn't working you know they're 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 very much on the lines of like she having like uh uh such a amazing physique and she always has to flex we, are, we be- already got we already have rhea ripley doing that and she's taking on charlotte on the other side of the yeah country. yeah she's just, way hotter property they, right now so i'm pretty i'm pretty sure too, they're too similar yeah, I'm sure they, and I'm sure that's exactly what they want. I mean, she needs to be a heel at this point. I'm not buying into her little gimmick as well, or whatever the gimmick is, but she needs to be a heel. And be honest, who, mm-hmm. I mean, who else? I mean, I guess Natalia's a heel, but not in her own town. But beyond that, you have Oscar, who's not a heel. So it's Carmella the only heel, and Nikki the only heel in it. I, I think, I, I don't know. I just think if Raquel is going to even be in consideration to ever win a championship, she has to be a heel. I think she just, and she, she just she'd have to flip. And for taking on Bianca, that would make sense. Yeah. So, uh, I, man, you're scaring I, me now. The way those ha- pieces fit together. <laughs> yeah, I hate to say, hate to say this, but like honestly, like I know Booker T is really high on her. I really think that like some some OG legend, a Hall of Famer, definitely needs to get in get involved with the, to making sure that her career doesn't get derailed by whatever this gimmick that they're trying to do um isn't working and is really getting over good outing at the at the rumble that adds some momentum but it needs a little bit more pizzazz and you know seeing how the stars work when you have people like bianca and the people like charlotte and the people like Rhea who just makes the big of every moment it's gonna see what she's gonna be able to do at the at the um at the chamber you know and 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 i'm just not buying to what the gimmick is now so i don't know um anything else at the rumble at the at the elimination chamber i mean listen the u.s title being defended inside the chamber does literally nothing for me here <laughs> let's see get... who's in that if anything jumps out so that's austin theory defending against seth rollins johnny gargano bronson reed who's kind of a wild card in there damian priest and montez ford which is also kind of a wild card hell you want to make things interesting have montez ford with the damn u.s title That's <laughs> not nowhere. why not well, well now that you mention it is february so <laughs> well, can't win both belts so. <laughs> oh man but yeah i don't know it's gonna be an interesting pay-per-view i think that um the interest is all about the main event and yeah, as it should be and the yeah. the 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 storyline the coming out of it going into raw is you know who's going to win i don't think sammy necessarily needs to win but i think the story and turning up the heat a little bit more is what matters and you have to get kevin owens will be involved it's canada yeah i i think you called it earlier i think you called it earlier the way they get out of not making sammy champ in montreal is you end the show with Kevin Owens and Sammy standing tall over the bloodline. They don't win the belts, but they reunite and you set the table for them going after the Usos. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or you just, again, you just, you literally have 
Roman just beating him down to a pulp. You have the this Usos. Kelvin Owen saves him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And what does the and Usos then those, do? those two have to have a hug. They gotta they gotta be united at the end of that show. That's how mm-hmm. you make it in Montreal to send those phone folks home happy, I think. Yeah. I, I yeah. agree because that's the very, very, very safe, low risk mm-hmm. um, you know, story to go with. And yeah. and that's kind of what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Which is why I would like to see personally, I would like to see Sammy versus the bloodline in the elimination chamber. And of course, there's only uh well, four of them and Sammy. So who's the sixth? <laughs> Cody Rhodes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dagger. Right. So then you set up that moment where you know Cody, you know, you can have him do whatever. Yeah. You can set, this- you set up that moment where it's Cody, Sammy, and Romy and in the ring at the same time. There's also folks talking about like Cody, uh, Cody, uh, Sami Zayn being reminded of his final test, and that really hasn't come to fruition about the final test that Roman gave him. So, what does that mean? And is Cody, uh, is uh, Sammy playing like a double agent of some sort? You know, there's there's been talks about that, but I don't know. I, I you know, we're going to we're going to get some answers come this weekend, um, and even on uh, SmackDown, yes, yeah, SmackDown yeah. on Friday. So it's going to be hot in. Montreal, Canada. Anywho, when we come back, we're going to get to our indie spotlight. We're going to give a small tribute. Um, we're going to give a big tribute in a small amount of time to Jerry Jarrett. And um, then we're going to talk a little bit about AEW and a problem that may not be actually on everybody's surface, but it's definitely there. And I think we all noticed that last uh, last night. So we'll talk about that more in a second. Let's get into our break. If you're looking to expand your podcast reach, your website reach, as well as your social media branding, visit BigGoldBelt.com for sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Big Gold Belt Media is the golden standard for all of your media needs. We offer pre-roll and mid-roll ad spots, on-air host reads done by yours truly, Damien G, on audio as well as video platforms. For inquiries, please email BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for more information. Again, that's BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for your inquiries for your business. Big Gold Belt Media, wrestling, movie, comics, and more. The Golden Standard. All right, all right. We're back here for the second half of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Um, As the commercial said, you got advertisement needs. Give us a shout. Um, and we will get that taken care of. And that's just not just for the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, but for all of Big Gold Belt Media, you know. So uh, give us a shout. Hit us up on any social media or through email. All of that can be found at BigGoldBelt.com. Um, each and every week, we love to turn our focus to the independent scene. Um, and while we have spotlighted a lot of independent promotions all over the world, it's time to come home to the DMV. Jamal got a special two tonight. So, Jamal, what you got? Uh, Yeah, so we talked about it last week, and I just want to remind everybody that uh, February 18th is Grapple Mania up there in Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, Flying V Fights presents Grapple Mania. Uh, The 18th, of course, is the night of the Elimination Chamber, but show starts at 4 o'clock. So, you know, you get your Flying V in, you know, get home, get yourself an Elimination Chamber on. Uh, It's going to be a complete full day of wrestling. On Saturday, tickets are still available. Uh, you can get tickets at flyingv.thundertix.com. Uh, you can check them out on, on the Twitter. But you can definitely get tickets uh, for Grapple Mania. Uh, you know, front row seating is sold out, but they still have general admission tickets left. And, you know, that's going to be a great time. And then, of course, 
February 19th, which is this coming Sunday, uh, 4 p.m. at DC Brow. That's on a, a 38, 3178 B Bladensburg Road in Northeast. Uh, that's uh, close to um, you know the DC Maryland line out there in the Northeast side of the city. But the bottom line is, is that Raumatica, it's a pro wrestling vibe, DC Brow Brewing Company. And it's the end of an era because it's their last show, you know, running. Uh, it's, you know, sucks to see them go, but glad that they were here for so long. Uh, doors open at three o'clock. Show starts at four. Uh, this coming Sunday, uh, front row tickets 40. Uh, you can get tickets for 30 bucks or second or third row. Standard room only is 20. Um, tickets will be available at the door, but they will be limited. It's definitely going to be one for the ages, and that's Bromatica from uh, Pro Wrestling Vibes. And you can get your tickets there at eventbrite.com or check them out on the Twitter machine, uh, you know, at PW Vibe. So uh, it's two uh, good shows uh, this weekend, Flying V Fights and, uh, you know, Pro Wrestling Vibe. Definitely get in for some live wrestling action. Elimination Chamber, of course, is, uh, you know, this Saturday, not Sunday. It is Saturday at 8 o'clock Eastern and the Bell Center in Montreal. SmackDown uh, tomorrow, uh, you know, at 8 o'clock from the Bell Center in Montreal as well. And a special reminder that if you watch Rampage, uh, it's not on at 10 o'clock. It is actually going to be airing nationwide, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Um, Pacific, because of All-Star game coverage. Uh, uh, All-Star shenanigans on TNT will follow that at 8, at 8 p.m. So uh, no Rampage at 10. Rampage is on at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Um, two o'clock out there in Hawaii, and that's the end of spotlight for this week. <laughs> shout out to Hawaii, yeah, shout got, out to Hawaii, 808. Even though I got folks out there, <laughs> um, quick shout out to uh Billy Dixon, um, and and and, and his team with Vibe for uh, not only bringing pro wrestling to uh the DMV area, but just the the, the focus on representation. Um, so it is it is completely sad to 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 see it go, but uh understanding that like running uh independent promotion is hell of expensive, especially if you are running it in Washington, DC. Um, and then the good folks at Flying V as well, uh, running out of Maryland, uh continue to bring us uh independent wrestling in the area, uh, which arguably we may say before the pandemic man this was one of the hot areas so i would love to see it get back to where it used to be but you know um it definitely takes um a lot more support to keep things operating around here that's why we want to make sure we do our part by spotlighting independent promotions all over the world especially in our area to get folks the attention uh that they need about the pro wrestling you need to see um over the weekend on the independent level but yeah shout out to billy dixon and the good folks there doing what they do um my guy will we 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 had a um passing uh just yesterday of one of the most legendary most iconic promoters of pro wrestling and jerry jared uh, for you younger folks you may not have heard of who he is it's okay um, but you may have heard that last name um yeah and it is it absolutely is of jeff jarrett's father who jeff jarrett did show up to dynamite because you know he wanted he wanted to wrestle and i think understanding uh his father's legacy and touch in all of pro wrestling um you know everyone handles grieving differently as we've seen with mark briscoe being a very uh very visible through the passing of his brother who he's traveled around the world with forever 
Um, I think this is their way of paying tribute to these folks. Um, and, and they will probably have it no other way. Uh, but just to give it to you, Will, as I frequently uh, uh, label you as the wrestling historian here, uh, just just a few words about Jerry, his legacy, and 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 obviously your exposure. Yeah, geez, I mean, you nailed it when we're talking about Hall of Fame legendary person in the wrestling business. Jerry Jarrett did it all. I mean, he was a wrestler, but more so he's known as a promoter. He, him and Jerry Lawler were behind the Memphis promotion that was at one time the most successful like wrestling television show in the country. They owned Saturday mornings in Memphis monster numbers there throughout the eighties and the seventies before Vince's national expansion. And hell, once Vince did expand and the WWF took over, they were pretty much the last little territory region standing. Once they slowly started dying off, Uh, they had live TV for 90 minutes every Saturday morning on the NBC affiliate. Live specifically is the key word here. When you talk about the format of live wrestling television, Memphis Wrestling and Jerry Jarrett is where that was created. They created the format of the idea of interviews and matches and crazy stuff going on. In a lot of ways, kind of a precursor to ECW because Memphis was very heavy on brawling and shenanigans and crazy stuff. And they did it all. They did it all. But I think his biggest legacy really is the uh, the format of wrestling television as we know it. And I, God, there's, I mean, every damn Memphis thing I can think of. I mean, he has his fingerprints are all over it. He, he was the booker. Lawler also booked there too. Bill Dundee did. But Jerry Jarrett was like the constant. Other guys would come and go, but he was always there. He was like the foundation of Memphis wrestling. So what, what I could even tell you, I don't know. It's all on YouTube. Vince doesn't own that stuff because that is public domain footage. So there's tons of Memphis footage out there on YouTube that you can look yeah. up of just tons of crazy wrestling action. But as far as 80s territorial wrestling goes, Memphis is some of my favorite stuff there is. And Jerry Jarrett's the reason that stuff exists. So mm-hmm. safe home, Jerry Jarrett. I don't even really know what to say because I anything I would say, it would not be doing him justice as far yeah. as the mark he left on the business as far as like how television is made for pro wrestling. Listen, some of your biggest and most favorite wrestlers or who they are because of them coming through. Uh, should, I, should I just say Jerry's role at this point, right? Um, <laughs> <More or less>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he even got shouted out by The Rock yesterday. So, I mean, Definitely there did. you go. Mm-hmm. Even where so The Rock just, got to start. Yeah, a little bit of research here, and you'll just be surprised of just uh, how you can almost say one's career wouldn't be what they were if it wasn't for uh, the opportunities that Jerry gave them and i'm a lot of people uh were, weren't shy to show that as you mentioned the rock who who uh he didn't get his career started from there but i would imagine that um through his family for sure there's some involvement i'm not sure of the rock being there but um almost anybody else i mean even hogan talking about hogan coming there talk about the mouth of the south coming through there you yes. mentioned jerry the king which could you imagine what type of week we would have had this week if Jerry didn't pull through. Oh, geez. <laughs> the end of Memphis wrestling right there. <laughs> right there. So, um, but yeah. And, and, and Jerry, and as I mentioned, Jerry, yeah. At the time, Jerry, one of the biggest faces, one of the biggest heels. <laughs> oh, 
run oh, over. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Local celebrities in that part. Uh huh. For uh-huh. sure. <laughs> Godspeed. Godspeed. So listen, this is a this is a conversation. We encourage you all to take a part of this, but like I'm just gonna call it what it is. It seems to me that, and this is not truly a knock on just AEW as a as a whole, but and maybe it is because when you look at WWE, you can very vividly see the true stars of it. I kind of look at AEW, you kind of just think like, who is truly that top person, that face? Tons of talent. Not even a question. We're not debating that here. But who is that numero uno? Who's at the top of the totem pole? We've talked a lot in the past weeks about it being and needing to be MJF. I don't think we're all I don't think we're all gonna sit here and say that is a thing. Um, but when you start to look around, who is that person? Then there's rumors swirling around that uh a potential return may be happening here in a CM Punk, which brings about even more questions here. But we cannot deny that CM Punk absolutely moves the needle for AEW before the drama was there. Um, and even after the drama, because everyone wanted to know what was next after that. So let, let's 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 start with the first question here and and We'll, we'll, I'll give it right back to you all to elaborate, but do you see a true hole or an open availability for their number one star? Do you see, when you say AW, who, who's the number one undefinitive face of the company right now? Indefinitive. God, that is tough because I my initial reaction is to say, well, I guess it's MJF, but I get would only be saying that because he's the champ. And much like ha- happened with Hangman, AEW has had a problem of they will finally give someone the belt, and then once they're in that position, they just kind of fizzle out. And that's what I think has happened with MJF too. It happened with Hangman, and it's happened again now. And so just because you're the champ there, it doesn't seem to make you the top guy. But by that same token, anyone else who had mentioned a Moxley, hell, even a Jericho, it's like it's people that have already been there forever. So I think they have a lot of guys at a top level, but there is not that clear cut, you know, this is the guy above everybody else. And that's a problem. When Jericho that's was the problem. when Jericho was the champ, it was without a doubt he was the star that transcended right out of that company. I, it was the, it was absolutely right. the right marketing tool. But yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Jamal. What, what are your thoughts on this, sir? Okay, so here's the problem that I have. You have a a company with an identity crisis, <laughs> and and yeah, that's an understatement because you have guys that are already established. You know, you can't really do too much to you know tarnish their careers, and the worst they could do is just retire. And then you have new guys that aren't in a position to make that claim yet because they haven't really been established uh, anywhere else, but but AEW, and we're still in the learning process. They're still in the growing process. We're still in the process of uh, getting fans acclimated for them to be being the star. And Khan is going to have to either shit or get off the pot. Either you're going to go, you know, mid-2000s TNA and get a bunch of big names with an established audience and build your company around that, 
or you're actually going to build from the ground up, establish new stars, make new stars, and keep that door open, uh, that you know, that surprise door open to, to bring in other stars from the independence, from Japan, from wherever, from the moon to come in um, for uh, a big deal, you know, to, to make it a bit special. You, it's not saying that you can't do both, but it's very hard to do both when everything's exciting. Oh my God, these Japanese guys came in. I don't care. I don't watch that. So you, you, but you don't have enough time to establish why I need to care about them. Me, use the internet telling me that a, a match is a big deal will never impress me because I'm the only one. I am, uh, you know, the only one that gets to decide what a big deal is to me. But I don't want to watch the same old, same old anyway because I already have 30 years of watching Jericho or 10 years of watching Brian. Or, you know, 15 years of avoiding Moxley. So I don't <laughs> want to watch uh, the same thing in, in a new in a new package. So which is it, Con? Which one, which one are you giving us? Because either you're going to give us um, an old recipe in a new box, or you're going to give us new food in an old box. Because it's, he, he's not the booker that he thinks he is. Let, let's just be clear. But you also, but he also has to understand that um, long-term thinking. What do you, what is AEW going to look like in three, four, five years? What's AEW going to look like after that first, um, you know, second round of contracts expire? You know, they got the initial guys in there, and then they went in like 2020, 2021-ish, um, signing a bunch of guys also. And their contracts, if they sign three-year deals, are going to be up next year. So what is that that second class of AEW signees going to look like when those contracts expire over the next two years? So for me, 2025 is a big year for AEW because that's the year, hopefully, uh, we turn things over and get the old guard out and get the new guard in. And personally, with my old yellow blanded shotgun, I would take everybody over 37 out back and put two in the and put two six ounces of buckshot in the back of their heads. So. They gotta go. You have to start building new. You have to start looking to the future, as with any sports team does. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, so I mean, I I, 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 that's been the message here on the show for a couple of weeks here. And even if you did allow, you know, the 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 veterans or the folks who've already have established platforms and names and brands and whatnot. It's still no definitive person who's that top guy. And I think that does have a lot to do with the presentation and the building of folks. I mean, the, the, the closest name I could think of is Mosley, but even Mosley, I don't feel even wants to be that top, much like uh, Brian. I think he's avoiding trying to be the top guy because he doesn't feel like he needs to. He wants to, he truly just wants to wrestle. And I think yeah, that's Brian really doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'm sure, and I'm sure yeah. as much as, as much as we're about to talk about CM Punk, I'm sure there's probably been a couple of knocks at Brian door asking, would you Hell. like to do this? Would you, could, could we do that? And like, mm-mm, 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 I'm, I'm going to sum those two up for you right quick that you just nailed. Brian just wants to wrestle and Mox just wants to bleed. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's every match I have. It's like, it's like that. That's what they're into. And uh, beyond that, I think that's what they want to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. let me, let me ask you this then, because I, I think <laughs> the idea of the argument of the necessity of there being a top guy, is a bit antiquated. Uh, I think this is an ensemble cast, and in an ensemble, it should be it's bigger than one person. 
it should be bigger than one person. So with that said, uh, I think that Khan needs to shift his perspective as well. He can't book it like it's the current Lakers. He needs to book it like it's the 05 Spurs. He needs to get an entire team together where where all of these different hands kind of feed into the same collective goal. Do you want hold on do you real quick? Do you want a more WWE like method of storytelling with long form promo and these uh buildups? Well, he doesn't do that because it's what uh a month before the paper yeah, three weeks before the pay-per-view, and we only have one confirmed match. <laughs> so he's gonna throw everything together within the last two weeks. Yeah. So and, but but then again, the next pay-per-view was what four months after that? Yeah. So I it's it's kind of it, you know. It goes back to the initial identity crisis. Um, I don't think that there needs to be one guy. I think that there are many different divisions within the you know, within the uh, company, and there needs to be like a football team. There are three captains. I we need to know who they are. I think there's a little bit of you. There's a little bit of bias in what you're saying to what you like, but I also think there's a little. There's a lot of truth. Oh no 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 no. no, 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 ain't, no ain't no bias because if if, if it were me. I would book it like uh, you know. I would book it totally differently. Where it was wrestling. No, first, no. I'm talking about. I'm talking programs. about. Well, well. No, I'm saying by by what you're describing because honestly, what you're hearing is to me, and I don't have a problem with this at all. But it's what ROH has always been. It's truly about them. ROH is every time you look at an uh, iteration of ROH, you see multiple stars, multiple times, and you see everybody arise to their occasion because they did book like almost like a league. Um, and and the Spurs, as you mentioned. People call them born, <laughs> but look at look at look at look look at how many Hall of Famers comes out of that team now because they went out there and they played the ball. Hell, the whole starting five, I believe, are Hall of Famers if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, for that championship year. Yeah, so, all of them. Yeah, because um, you know we just went in. Yeah, yeah, and 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 again, I think that like when you talk about the identity crisis, I think it is a lot of stop trying to keep up with the Jones. Or do you want to be a wrestling company or do you want to be entertainment company? Oh, you're trading this middle. Okay, well, that's kind of not working for what you're doing. And then again, it is like the whole collective of like whoever's available, I'm just snatching up. They it's not even it's not even truly if they fit the AEW mode. It's just if you're hot, they're bringing you in. You know, or if there's some buzz behind you didn't bring in, or well, if there's interest in you somewhere else, then we're gonna make sure we bring you in. And that's why, like collectively, it feels in his book like a very, very uh um uh what's the word uh, a very um not lucrative um uh, but a, a profitable independent show where a lot of money is being backed behind it and you just never know who you're going to get each and every week i mean you, you talk about the 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 best um it's the probably the best tenure in 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 um independent wrestling was not gcw but evolve where there wasn't no storyline just every evolve number you know it's gonna have some good matches and it was worth going to see because you had big name versus big name, but no storyline by it. Not like Chakar, who has storylines um, and, and 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 character building and whatnot. And, you know, obviously it's a different story about Chakar and it's around. But I just think that, like, AW just comes comes around as just a, a very, very uh, uh, big production independent show with just the big names, the popular names. You're throwing them together. You got a TV deal, and it and it's just from week to week, no continuity. But I will also go back to something I said a couple of weeks ago. Their star is definitely Jay Cargill, and that right now it still doesn't. Right now, this moment doesn't even feel like that, and that's why I was like a problem. But going to the second half of this is that the rumor is that CM Pump is 
supposedly going to return. It's a lot of like bad tidbits attached to his name. So Will starting off with you, then with everything that's being said, do they need this guy? Do they need CM Punk to return? Because as I said earlier, he does move the needle and love him to hate him, but he he will be talked about if he returns. That's, hey, that's the thing. In the last year, when they've had the most buzz, it's involved him. Yeah. You know, I mean, and Lauren knows him showing up. I'm no fan of the guy, but hell, it would get everyone's attention because first damn question would be, oh my God, what's going on? What about him and the elite? What's going to happen there? How, how, that would obviously be what they'd have to do is immediately lean in to the whole backstage brawl. That would have to be what you do. If you bring him back, you have to go there. You can't go anywhere else. It has to be that becomes his return what yeah. that is a feud right there that's the only thing people be the people who are into him would want to get into um everything they're just i think the biggest issue there right now is it, everything just feels very flat since the beginning of the year there, there's there's you know they jf's the chant yeah it's just it, it's it's just since that brawl it's like they tried to find their way out of it. They made MJF champ. And now it's kind of like, okay, we're going to do you and Brian. It's going to be an hour match. And it's like, I don't want to see MJF <laughs> for an hour. I don't I, care who he's against. I don't want to see a damn hour long match, especially when yeah. there's supposed to be like a blood feud over William Regal getting sent out of there. It's like, that's not how you do a, you know, a, a revenge match as an Iron Man match. It's like, it's a lot of weird choices being made there. But Punk. Would it obviously draw attention, but the elephant in the room would be those guys that he was backstage with and getting yeah. them on board with it. And hell, here, I guess here's the big question. Are things, I guess, is there enough of a need for him for Tony to be like to those guys, look, he's coming back. Yeah. Y'all well, need to deal with it. Well, 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 apparently that's the whole posture right now with Thunder Rosa that I just looked online too, right. that she's coming I'm back. Y'all just need to deal with this. Well, so, well supposedly but, had to make an apology. Supposedly she had to meet with the locker room and make an apology for yeah. prior behavior. <laughs> now, one thing I know about Phil Brooks is that dude is stubborn as hell. Yeah. I can't imagine a scenario where he apologizes. Especially what does he have to apologize he has, for? He's the victim. Well, yeah, that's whole nerd. That's whole nerd. Oh, jo- sure oh, Jamal. Oh, it's, Jamal. Oh, oh, come on now. In his <laughs> mind, I'm sure. I'm sure he has nothing to apologize. For. Listen, he absolutely. And doesn't. we know he, and he, and he has a few money to back it up. Listen, Hell, I, he he made plenty of money in legal suits, so if, it's not like he's hurting for cash. Listen, if we he had more time, to be stubborn. and Coca Banner still owes him twelve dollars, so <laughs> I just I, I I Jamal to your point, like if we had more time, but man, I just I really do not understand how that is not what people how people see it i don't understand i don't understand i don't understand how someone gets jumped and everyone says well he's an asshole so it should have happened he said he he opened his mouth first so yeah yeah that's the problem but but i I will open his mouth at the press conference i will make i will make one small comparison here because it's actually happening right now in the ufc who's also lacking in star power that it was announced that Conor McGregor will be returning for the ultimate fighter um, um, uh, coach as one of the coaches against across from Michael Chandler. And this is like, well, we know what type of problems Conor bring and there's really no good fight for Conor, but he's such a star. And obviously there's a lot of things attached to his name. If you Google him, all sorts of different things kind of happening. 
But what's one person that can mitigate a lot of issues right now? The Dana White issues, the PR issues, the 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 the, the uh, whatever that slap boxing league that that Dana White has that's failing miserably that comes on right after Dynamite. Um, and 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 the lack of star power, the lack of the big fight feels that people want. But why not bring in Conor McGregor? This solves everything. Take the risk on a guy that got a lawsuit attached to him for this and that, and he's accused of this and that. Why not? Because. Well, it brings rating, it brings money, and it will get people talking. I think that's the same exact issue with CM Punk. He will bring money. He will bring publicity. Yes, he will bring issues. But at the end of the day, folks are going to watch. And I would imagine that the numbers folks are going to have a hell of a time when this happens. Because it ain't if, it's when. Okay, so so AEW had their worst rating in the last uh, 52 weeks of uh, ratings being recorded. Um, they haven't done you know this bad at 822,000 um, since maybe a few weeks ago when they were like 860 something, and like last January when they were at 830 something. Um, and you can argue that other than Punk's initial return, things kind of smooth out anyway um, after that, and they were are still within their average. On the lower side this week, but definitely well within their average between 800,000 and a million people watching the show. The, again, the problem still is um, with uh, Punk or you know Max Friedman or whoever. It's a wrestling show. It's about competition. It's about championships. It's about winning. Who in AEW wants to be champion? <laughs> gimmick or like real life no, no, I, mean, like, well, I mean like well i don't know them backstage so so but when i watch on tv i don't see anybody that wants to be a champion that is making moves to mm-hmm. be a champion now they've quietly done away with the uh with the uh, ranking system and which is fine um but but i don't see anybody going fuck that i'm jumping to the front of the line because i want to be champion i deserve mm-hmm. a shot because of whatever you know these things that i've done and I'm not saying that there are I couldn't make a case for somebody to do that. But what I am saying is I don't feel the reason why their champions feel stagnant is because people are just OK with them winning. Like, OK, well, you know, hey, uh, MJ, I was at full gear and it was OK. Well, MJF's going to win. He'll be champion for a year. Wake me up in 2023. Yeah, because people kind of expect Cruise control. That. People expect that booking people expect uh that thing and even when we talked earlier about the uh, wwe thing i went way left field because it's hard to surprise the marks now because everybody thinks they know everything and unfortunately they're right more than they're wrong because of the fact that the booking has become so predictable they're making the safe bet instead of taking a little bit of a risk here and a little bit of a risk there we're still talking about punk coming back do they need them? Of course they don't need them. We are because we just talked about how they have a talent full of rosters that should be chomping at the bit to move up a level. Yeah, they should need them, but no, here we when are. When everyone got suspended, when everyone got kicked off the show for that like two months, the ratings didn't like go in a crater when no. everyone was gone. When so Freeman we know came they back, can handle, the ratings we, didn't you know, tank. Yeah, we know they can handle not having these people around, but it's just there needs to be a spark. There needs to be some sizzle, something yeah. extra. And Somebody it everyone's like want to be champion. And it doesn't need to be like, a new signing. Yeah. Something needs to be done to shake up the formula there. Because I think the biggest thing to me is like everyone feels like they're neatly slotted 
in their space. Yeah. And they have their space, they have their lane, and everyone's content to be in that spot. There's no yeah. one out there like shaking up the entire formula and being like, you know, adding a sizzle to anything. Yeah, what listen, extra? listen, I just want to I want to quickly say you think about let's just say Mark Briscoe, who officially is signed with AEW, and you automatically say, Well, good for him. But now what? Oh, just another name on the roster. Is this literally is this literally a limitless possibility here? Or as you mentioned, we'll safely slot it. We'll keep him right there at bay. Um, um to Keshner, I think you know we talked a lot about somebody who just had a crazy year. And when you talk about the signing happens, like, well, you shoot, can't think of a better independent wrestler outside of maybe Speedball Bailey, uh, who just really made the best of their 2022. Getting a signing absolutely seems like you put in the hard work, you're rewarded with this. Do you see him at the top of the total pole? Do you see the investment or the the the, the machine or the rocket ship attached to him? Maybe not. Maybe less than maybe not, <laughs> but somebody, as you said, I, I would like, maybe it's Adam Cole. Maybe Adam Cole speaks to this, but will it happen? I don't know, but I would like to see more like Adam Cole, more folks that want to make it yeah. very clear that they're a top person. They're a big star and they're going to be at the top how, of this. How hot, like go back four months, just four months, go back to the fall. Remember when Wardlow was just like the hottest damn up and coming guy there and just tearing through everybody and they made him TNT champ, and then it's just like yeah, the bottom really. just fell out. Mm-hmm. And it's like all the momentum gone. Well, there's a fair, lot of that. I think that. he was injured, though. Yeah, was but he? that happens. Yeah. That's happened, though, many a time, though, there. We're like, oh, no, no, no. Off. They can't book champions. I'm not saying that yeah. not at all. But but also, the injury bug is still in a, into effect. And never yeah. forget. Well, hell, what, every Scott signed a five year extension. Never forget yeah. that. <laughs> as we're coming up on our time, I mean, that's always been the issue with Punk. As hot as Punk's ever gotten, anytime they ever make him champ, he breaks. You know, mm. he's he's an old guy with a lot of miles on him. It is what it is. But no, people keeping their momentum there is just seems to be a hard thing to do for whatever reason. I yeah, know. I think it is one of those like, man, we want to give everybody a chance here. This is an equal opportunity employment in here. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're happy for you to be here. We're going to make sure you get a push. Make sure you know you got a push. And then Caterer is fantastic, enough, though. Got to be. In three gotta months, be. it's someone else's turn. <laughs> got to be. And, and ultimately, to say all this, all I want to do is I just, it was just nice to just be able to look at AEW regularly and, and full of identity. It's great wrestling, great talent, great moments. Um, and, and, and definitely the, the fans are happy tuning in each week or being there each week. But I think a little bit of a continuity um, issue uh, or identity crisis um, is definitely a problem. And at the end of the day, this is all entertainment. Yes, it's sport, but it's entertainment. And for us who watch a wide range of, 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 of media, uh, whether it's music, video games, movies, and now sport, um, you know, it's easy for us to come in here and be able to say like, yeah, that's not kind of meshing the same, you know, and, 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 and be able to give a, I think a fair criticism to what we see, because God knows if you say anything to the dislike of, of, of wrestling, <laughs> that comes with a lot of us swinging out of a crowd apparently, but it is what it is. Gentlemen, as we are up on our time tonight, um, anything else um, y'all want to get in here? I just want to say, I don't know uh, where he's been, uh, but please, QT, 
come back. We need you. Save us, QT. <laughs> Save us all. Oh boy, wouldn't that make you happy? Well, it would. You mean wouldn't he? Wouldn't it? Yeah, of course it would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Should we start covering a uh, P PSL? Y'all down for that? What's what's that? Uh, well, clearly you cut dynamite off right afterwards too. <laughs> we are not. We are not going to start covering the Dana White CTE championships. Oh, oh, the slap boxing thing. No, yeah, um, yeah. I, I watched the Polish version. It's much better. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, oh, stoned hands. Stone hands is absolutely fantastic. This this American version sucks. <laughs> well, we are out tonight. Uh, as y'all know what it is, each and every week we're we're, we're live here at the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast on all our video streaming platforms, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then you can catch us um for the uh the replay podcast on all audio podcast platforms. Oh, I gotta throw this comment in real quick. Y'all don't uh -oh. listen. If y'all even if y'all just take one second to see who this is, I got to shout out to the Queen Lacrita coming through showing love. Um, killing it right now on the revival of Night Court. So, uh, just in case you don't know, uh, go check that out. A show that uh was one of the top rated shows for many many years. Now returning back uh, as we have one of the stars coming through and and on the stream. Appreciate you so much tuning in. Oh, well, thank you very much, Queen. <laughs> but folks yeah that would do it for us tonight we're back next week we'll have more wrestling to talk about clearly we gotta have to talk about what happened at the elimination chamber and whatnot and who's going to step up in aw because who wants to be the champion who who wants to be the face of that company we would love to see it um but anywho until then that's folks y'all be safe we'll see you back then uh -huh.